Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Three, two, one. And welcome in, ladies, gentlemen, to the Sunday edition of the Best Bets Show. Drive by the Field 68, all sponsored by Bet Rivers. I'm Matthew Cox, looking directly across at Kaima King, looking diagonal at Jim Root. All uh, huddled up here in our Luxor official quick game of my camp. You can play that game. <laughs> um, today's a fun day because the chess pieces, Billy Dickinson, is back in action. We'll see if the magic will continue. Teaser, it won't. FAU by 50. We'll get to that game in many more breakdowns. Um, takeaways from yesterday, Kai. We were dialed in. Yes. Um, and I don't want to really address the Mizzou elephant in the room, but I guess I just did. So maybe you started with that one. Well, I get it off your chest. That's first. my takeaway, Matthew. It's sad to see our season end like this, Tiger fans. But what a season it was. Optimistic for the future. Of course, Dennis Gates, he is the man for the job. We love him. Jim, at least it was a beatdown, and it wasn't close. It wasn't a heart rip. It was a thorough beating by the Orange Tigers against our Golden Tigers. Yeah, there was sadness, but not, oh, no, like, how how could we lose this heart-wrenching game? Like, mm-hmm. look, they kind of smoked us. A little bit of injury issues. Hodges, head, not great. Obviously, no, Mosley. It's just not been the full Mizzou team, but round of 32, good. Unders continue to roll yesterday, 12-2 and two in all games. That includes non-NCAA tournament. So just auto bet them, print money, go home. That's all you need to do. Uh, how about the spread drama at the end of Texas-Penn State? Yeah. Should have been an easy cover for Texas, then a four-point play. What are you <laughs> doing, Texas? And they sneak inside the number. It's wild. That's the NCAA tournament for you. Bias. Yeah, great coach's coverage in Michael Shrewsbury, great coach, uh, despite the L. So props to him. Let's get right into it. We're going to talk Xavier versus P- or Pittsburgh, not Princeton. Excuse me. Princeton stole my mind. I'm sorry. I'll stop rubbing it in. Um, the big storyline here, Kai, Sean Miller against his alma mater, where he played, where he was a coach. Mm-hmm. He very clearly underscored, I do not want to be remembered as the pit head coach. He wants to be remembered fondly as his player days. The spread opens at, what, a, pit, or a field goal, I believe. Um so at five right now. Now it's at five. five. I think I saw some bogus three and a half openers. It's at five basically across the board right now. Is X going to give it to him after the dicey effort, Mr. McCann, against Kennesaw, in which those owls expose some Swiss cheese holes on the perimeter defense? Sean Miller never the head coach, though, a pit. 
thought he was that coach. No. He was rumored for the coach. I, I thought he actually was, and then he got Oh, was he like for a second? Hot second? I, I guess so. I... Yeah. Uh, okay. Doesn't matter. Uh, points in this one. Fairly up-tempo. Both offenses better than both defenses. We know the undertrend is going strong, but I, I do think if you're going to choose an over, this one's not a bad one. Um, both teams have excellent shot makers. Ultimately, for me, I'm coming down to coaching. Sean Miller, the non-pick coach, Matthew... I trust him much more Pit than assistant. Capable. Sorry, I thought Pit he was. Assistant. I thought he was an intern for the Pit assistant. Um, I'm not sure I can take them by five though. That's a little bit too much delay for me. Yeah, it's too many. Yesterday or, or two days ago, Xavier's perimeter defense was horrible, letting guys drive off the bounce, getting into lane kickoffs for Kennesaw threes. It tightened up late. Colby Jones suddenly cared about keeping Terrell Burton outside the lane, and things got really dicey for Kennesaw. But Jamarius Burton can kind of do the same sort of things. He's not as quick, but he's big bodied. He can get into the lane kick out to those pitch shooters. It's a tough offense to guard because of how they space it out. And we have not been super impressed with Xavier's defense most of the season. I'm not going to recommend an over. You won't catch me doing that. Yeah, but like Kai said, it does feel this over. is at least, if you're going to bet all the unders, maybe bet this one for half a unit or something like that. Uh, they've all been bet down, so there's a, a ton less value on the unders. But, you know, like I said, this one might have actually have some points. Yeah. Eileen Pitt uh, at five, man. It's been bet down... Eight points of the yeah, so I, I I think if you kind of feel the over vibes that we do now is probably the right time to hop in. But I don't know the the strong momentum toward unders is probably not something I would advise going against either at this point. Uh, we continue fourth here, John Calipari. Woo! He survives, he advances, and now he gets to dance against Mister Jerome Tang and the Purple Kittens, Mister McKeon. Mm-hmm. Some interesting matchup uh, dynamics here. Spread is sitting at Kentucky minus two and a half minus three. They took some money on the opener. Another one that's been bet down toward the under as well, down to 143 and a half. Your thoughts? Kim Palm makes this K-State minus one. We saw how well the other game went yesterday when Tennessee was minus three in Kim Palm, and yet the market He's haggling right now. Yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about Duke, but ha, 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 ha. I can't laugh too much since my team lost. Dick stinks. Uh, I'm surprised K-State's not really getting the respect from the market. Um Three's a lot of points, man. I, this is a tough defensive team. They're going to pressure Kentucky's guards. We know they're very physical. Big 12 country is a physical league. Um, Kentucky and Sheepway for sure have the advantage on the glass, but their defense has been pretty so-so this year. I'm not really confident in them stopping Noel, Keontae Johnson. I like Kansas State plus three, boys. That's my lean there. Yeah, we uh, we talked about we thought uh, Providence had decent matchups for uh, Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, Kentucky's guards, but – I'm not sure K-State really does, uh, but also everybody seeing Drum Tang's offense for the first time has struggled to guard it. It's been something we've kind of been looking at as an angle. K-State's also been better at home, though. Uh, with Bart Torvik's away from home rankings, Kentucky 26th, K-State 44th. That translates more to a three-point spread than uh, where they're currently aligned in Ken Palm, where they're back-to-back, and you'd think it'd be like a pick on. I do lean K-State, Matthew, um, but... Kentucky is dominating on the glass. Sheboy's line last game, eight points, 25 yeah. rebounds was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and if they continue to punk teams inside like that, they're going to have a, a much higher floor. But I do in K-State, I think they got the best guard on the floor and the better coach. Yeah, this is definitely a Sheway over prop game for me. Not that I'm in the prop market heavily, but it seems no. like this is a, a 30 and 25 type of opportunity. 30-25. I think this is a big game. Yeah, K-State's front line's brittle. But I think K-State's offense is strong. Yeah, no, but they're more wingy and not as, like, physically imposing. Um, but my props takes aside, I do lean toward Kentucky. I just don't want to take it up the, the bad number at this point. We continue. 
with my best bet pending right here, I'll just kind of lay it off the top here. Marquette minus three, absolute hammer against Michigan State. I think this Michigan State thing comes to an end tonight. I know they've been shooting the ball really well. I know the offense is ho-humming. They're great in transition. The guards are making shots. Um, I think Marquette's built to stop all of that. Um, and I think I get it done today. Minus three. Jim, your thoughts. I know you have a take on this one. Can confirm. Love Marquette. But I love the under more. This is my best bet. Under 140. Marquette's defense since February 1st. Top 25 for Bart Torvik. They have really, really improved on that end. They're now 45th in the full season in Kempom. We thought that was going to be their fatal flaw. But now it's like a legitimately good unit. Uh, we know the offense can hoop. Tyler Kolick's hand injury may be a little concerning there, Matthias. Uh, and I, I kind of think that helps keep the pace down where he's not yeah. looking to just sprint up and down. Uh, so I think the under has some decent value, Kai. In fact, it's my best bet. Your best bet is the under. Matthew's best bet is Marquette minus three. I support both sides here. I love Marquette, man. They can score against anybody. Slice and dice. Um, Sparty has the senior guards, right? They're, they should be able to handle pressure, but this is a different kind of pressure. I, th- I think it's surprising to see, like K-State, Marquette's defense the first time, but the way their length and athleticism works in the full court. I, I think it's tough to overcome an attorney, an attorney setting. Sparty can't really guard Marquette inside, or excuse me, hurt Marquette inside either, which has been their de- their kind of weakness on defense. I think Shahaka brings you a game plan here. Hopefully he knows to run shooters off the line. That's what you have to do against Michigan State. They're a very good shooting team. I like Marquette as well. Yeah, I mean, just look at Michigan State. Sorry to put a bow on this. Like, their last three weeks. So they go to Iowa. That's the game they score 106 and losing overtime, right? They go to Nebraska, went to Nebraska. Okay, great. They beat Ohio State at home. Okay. They lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament, and they beat USC, who looked absolutely dreadful um, on uh, on Friday. I just – I'm trying to poke some holes in what I'm saying. I would say they benefited from a – Bad offensive foul, or shaky offensive foul call that might have swung that game. Yes, uh, curious yeah. how would have played out had that. Yeah, good point. Calling it. Yeah. Uh, all right, what is next up on my chronological order here? I've, I've lost St. Mary's. St. Mary's. God, St. Mary's. Shame on me for fading St. Mary's last game. I knew better. I've been hyping this team up all year, and sure enough, uh, they got the better of Mike Rhodes and VCU. The the ace ball one injury, excuse me, may have played a part, but they were in control of that game. I think early. Um, quietly putting to bed the concerns that emerged out of the Gonzaga loss in the WCC championship. Uh, Jim, I know you're a Gale guy. What do you think about their matchup here today with um, UConn? Thank you. No, I I think those concerns linger, Matthew. Um, Athleticism is a little bit their kryptonite, and we saw that happen uh, big time against Gonzaga. Now you face like maybe the most athletic team in the country, one of the biggest front lines. I know they're really stout. They're going to battle. They're going to try to turn this into a in-the-mud type of game. That's why the total is so low. I still just kind of lean UConn, Kai. I think they're going to have a major edge on the uh, the offensive glass, despite how disciplined St. Mary's is. The one concern for me with UConn is I think you can tease them into bad shots, yeah. and St. Mary's will force you into it. They'll run you off the three-point line. They'll let you live in the mid-range, and if UConn just keeps firing away from there, then St. Mary's is going to hang around. So... Lean to UConn, but this is a pretty non-confident spread take for me. This feels a lot like Gonzaga versus St. Mary's to me. Or uh, last year, St. Mary's versus UCLA. Yeah. Second round. Right. This is, uh, yeah, except UConn can defend. They're, they score almost as well as Gonzaga, but they can actually defend. Um, I think that's kind of scary. Gale's second best defensive rebounding team in the country. They definitely box out as a team, but I think UConn finds success in the glass against anybody. There's a major athleticism edge against St. Mary's, which we've seen them struggle against those type of teams in the past. And they had that high-powered offense that Gonzaga had so much success 
against St. Mary's fantastic defense with. Um, I do trust Randy Bennett a lot more than Dan Hurley. Um, I don't even think it's close from a from an X's and O's standpoint, but four seems about right. Um, I do lean towards UConn ultimately. Again, I just think they're a little bit too um, high powered, Matthew, for St. Mary's. I like those comparisons. The UCLA one's interesting too. I I think the back cutting that we saw St. Mary's have success with against VCU, like an aggressive in your face type of defense. Um, I think they can replicate that blueprint today against UConn, who kind of does the same thing. Now, I, you know, UConn's talent, size, speed, you know, different class. And I think we saw that play out against Iona, despite the coaching advantages we talked about. Everyone's like, ooh, it's just going to be a close game. Dan Hurley's shaking his boots. And sure enough, there's the better team with the better players kind of leaned on the inferior opponent over the course of 40 minutes. Stay away from me, but man, I think it's going to be a close one. I, th- I do think St. Mary's competes here. Are you going to lock that take in on Bolton? Mm. Jim, it's a perfect app. Thank you for that transition. Seamless. Uh, before we get to chat about questions, do we have any, by the way? Are you guys zarring and rounding? There's no up? questions. We're talking about Good every games, game. Man. Okay. I know people have questions. All right. God, sorry, chat. I'll trust my co-host here. I have no interest in hearing your opinions. I'm sorry. Um, but if you ever get tired of proving to your friends and buddies, colleagues, cohorts, uh, that you were right about something, which I never get tired of this. It's kind of one of my all-time favorite pastimes. Um, as I, you know, like to beat Kai over the head over my correct takes versus his wrong takes. Yeah, Duke sucks. There's now an answer to these problems. There's an app. It's called Vaulted. You can basically store all of your predictions, your opinions into one little chamber, and then you can unveil it to all your friends. Keep it locked and loaded there. Um, and then just present them when the uh, you know, the receipts are due, I guess. So make sure you guys check it out. Um, next, I'm sorry, next three months. Over 50 pools we released. So, yeah, download the app, and I believe the link should be on the screen below. Um, and if not, we'll be tweeting that out, I believe, um, fairly soon. So, Vaulted, write it down. Get it. Chat mail questions. I guess there's none. So, that was a perfect ad read. Thank you. No notes. Yeah, we're, we're crescendoing from the ad read yesterday. All right, uh, <laughs> on to Baylor versus Creighton. Heavyweight showdown here, Big East versus Big 12. A lot was made of Baylor's defensive issues. Um, they haven't quite been... Yeah, it hasn't caught up to him yet. You know, held UC Santa Barbara 56 points. It was a low possession game. Um, I think people thought that UC Santa Barbara would make it a grind, and they did, but they just couldn't score enough against uh, Baylor's, you know. You don't know how good that defense is yet. I think we'll find out against Creighton today. Kai, do you think the jump-shooting yeah. Jays, as we used to call them, expose Baylor? Although this year they are not really a jump-shooting Jays team. Creighton's defense seems kind of tailor-made to stop Baylor. They run shooters off the line at a top-10 national rate, three-point rate. Okay, They rebound. They do not foul, and they have a post anchor in Kalkbrenner. Um, I, I think that's a very good formula to at least slow down what is a very, very good Baylor offense. And, yeah, Baylor's defense, nothing special. Their interior has been a sieve this season. I don't really trust their guards staying in front of Creighton's guards. I don't really trust their ability to stop the post. Creighton's my best bet, guys, at plus one. Go Jays. Tweet, 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 tweet. Oh, God. Tweet, 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 tweet. Love it, Kai. That's a base, I'm like. I also lean Creighton here. I think they got a really good test for this matchup last round against NC State. Joyner and Smith took 35 twos combined. I think that's what Flagler and Cryer will have to do today because of the way they run them off the line. They're going to live in the mid-range. Those guys can shoot. That's fine. But I think Creighton's going to be okay with that. And then the other end, another monster Kalkbrenner game loading. He had 31-7 and last round against NC State. Probably can do the same thing against this weak interior Baylor defense. They're going to switch too much. That's always been my critique of Baylor's D this year. Puts them in bad matchups, and Creighton has the individual advantage creators to take advantage of that. So, yeah, I like Creighton as well. I'm okay with Baylor advancing in terms of uh, futures that I bet on in the preseason. 
But Matt, just looking at this from a pure matchup point, I like Creighton. I'm torn. I think I lean Creighton as well. Another game that's been bet down heavy toward the under three points from the open 146. Say down that. That's, say that on repeat. That like, could be like a sound drop. I know. I go through. It's like there's a queue of people outside these books, and just the guy just bets one after another, under, under, under. Um, just seeing these totals fall while the show happens is wild to me. I mean, yeah, even that pit thing's down to 146 in some spots. My goodness. That might be an over at this point for me. All right. I digress. We move ahead to a fascinating mid-major bout between the chess pieces, as Kai calls them, and my owls. FAU open to 13 and a half. Now they're up to 15 and a half. Everyone is betting big on the owls. And I guess assuming that this magic carpet ride comes to an abrupt halt today, Kai, what do you think? Hmm. Yeah, FDU, worth noting, 38 spots. They have jumped in Kim Palm since the tournament has begun. You'll do that when you upset Purdue in the way they did. Uh, the spread here today is high, but I think it's warranted. Uh, FAU is legit. We've been singing their praises all season long. They're a veteran team. They're very good with the ball. I think they can handle pressure FDU will throw at them. Um, they have solid rebounders. They're great shooters. They're very deep. They're very poised. This number does feel about right. It's really hard to go against Cinderella in, in these formats. I mean, these teams tend to play to a whole different level, it seems. Something's in their in their Wheaties every morning. The belief they can win is real. I like that. But I think FAU, I lean towards FAU winning by about 20 in this game, Jim. They they, they are that good. You're joining the scheme because it's yeah. been bet hard yeah. towards the Owls. Yeah. I think FDU got two awesome matchups. Looking back at it, they they had clearly the best guards on the floor against I Texas Southern, yeah. and then they played a, a power conference team whose weakness was their guards, and they were not able to keep up with FDU's speed, especially off the bounce. FAU is the opposite of that, man. That is a super deep guard group. A lot of different guys can make plays with the ball. A lot of different guys can guard the ball. I think that's a problem for FDU, and then the paint inside is going to be a complete uh, domination. We saw that with Purdue but they compensated for it with guard play. Now I think you have a team in FAU that can do both. Get you, get you someone who can do both, Matt, and your owls can. And Rosado was awesome. And, like, the unsung heroes helped FAU beat that awesome Memphis team. Like, this, the, you know, Davis um, and, um, and and Forrest and Greenlee, and they, they really got contributions, though, from the other guys. Like, you know, the backup big in Rosado, Boyd. Boyd with the game-winning drive to win it. And that's why I think this FAU team is just so good. They can beat you in many different ways, different guy, different nights. Uh, Tony Anderson, you can look right here in the camp, put this in the vaulted app, kind of as you did to Purdue. I think this ends today. I think FAU 30 balls you. Just everything you do, FAU just does way better. Yeah, I do. I think this is a bloodbath today. I'm sorry. I know. Call me the villain. I don't care. I think it's – I lay it at 15 and a half. In fact, I might go down after the show and I might have a little uh, ticket in my back pocket. And I'll yeah. Hell, so. Put a unit on it. 20 grand. 20 grand? Yeah. 20 dimes. A unit. That's a that's a ten x whale play for uh, for you out there. Oh, two hundred. All right, nice. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we move along to the last game of the evening. Is that correct? And we have two more to get to. All right. Yes, my Indiana Hoosiers, the most important game in my household tonight. Guy, they're playing the Canes. Everyone was thinking Kent State was going to upset them. A lot of Kent State hubbub, and then Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson kind of out of nowhere uh, promptly quieted those naysayers. Tough matchup for the U. I'm sorry, for IU against the U with the way they can space it and shoot it. I have some concerns here as well, but I also think this is like a complete domination at the rim. So, I don't know. What gives? Yeah, Omir played against uh, Drake, um, but he can't be 100%. You just cannot be. Uh, TJD is really going to have his way with him, I, I think. And despite Omir being there, Miami's defense inside has not been strong this season. Um, on the other end, Indiana has some capable defenders. You really just need to take away the guards. Wong, Pack, Poplar. 
works like poplar has really done well um lately Ooga. they are they are great great shotters he got my goodness he yes they're all elite shot makers it's always kind of tough to play those type of guys in a tournament setting because they tend to just go off it seems and, and carry teams but i do lean towards indiana here laranaga i certainly like better than woodson um but i do think indiana kind of overwhelms miami especially up front yeah, I, I think the Indiana interior defense was the angle I whiffed on in the mm-hmm. Kent State game. They gave up 31% shooting inside the arc. <laughs> Kent State just could not find easy baskets against this IU defense. Yeah. I think Miami's kind of a better version of Kent State. Undersized front court, very reliant on multiple playmakers in the offensive end. But I still kind of lean towards IU. Uh, best player on the floor, TJD, is going to be really, really tough to stop. And that just forces you to double rotate. That's how the other players get open. And TJD is a terrific passer. Um, so as long as IU doesn't get totally obliterated by the pack Wong off the bounce, which I don't think they will. I think they're solid enough. Yeah, I think uh, I'll ride with TJD, Matt. And of course, uh, I like the under in this one. Uh, yeah, the current total is sitting at, what is it, 144 and a half, open to 147. Again, another uh, rinse, wash, repeat under here. I like the Hoosiers as well. I mean, Drake shot 28% from inside the arc. I'm um, sorry, Miami shot 20% inside the arc against Drake. They had no business winning that game, and they basically did it, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, getting the free throw line. I just don't think that happens to Higgins that yet. So um, TJD, by the way, like we we need to get worried about our Zach Eady features, but we 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 need to be worried. Yeah, I think I blocked are, last game. I think like, a lot of votes are submitted, but good. Get your votes in now before Indiana plays them before TJD goes for forty and twenty. Please voters, thank you. Kind of um, across the board, just saw. Creighton just went to pick. So people are riding your your Creighton best bet. You guys heard it here first. Believe they got plus one. Give me plus one. Believe yeah. steam. Yep. Yeah. Used to be real. And maybe it is. Lola Surgeon's here out here in Vegas, the desert. Um, our final game of the evening, Gonzaga versus TCU. I would call this the heaviest weight of the uh the matchups today. I guess with all the respect to Baylor. This one is so late. This, this is gonna be a fun game. Fun game, up and down, most likely. TCU, um, that's kind of been their whole transformation recently, is their propensity to play faster, try and get points out in transition. As we know, their offense can get stuck in the mud and the half court guy. Uh, we know Gonzaga's offense never is stuck in the mud. It's no. on full blast 1,000% of the time. They did not cover against Grand Canyon. Um, sure. I think that was largely Could a fluky. Not backdoorish, but they were in control most of the way, for sure. Um, they've just been rolling lately. Mm-hmm. So I, TCU, though, does the physicality punch them in the mouth, or what What do we think? I think that's their only chance. Zag's offense is unstoppable. Best in the country. TCU's, de- TCU's defense is certainly very, very good. I just don't think they have anybody that can stop Drew Timmy. Um, and with no Lampkin, they're especially exposed inside post boards. But physicality it is on TCU's side for sure. It is a bruising style. Um, TCU offensively, it can stagnate. But again, maybe that bruising style works against this Zags defense. Certainly a more finesse team in my eyes. Um, Miles, again, game breaker in the tournament. He is one of those guys that can carry a team in this setting. But, Jim, I kind of th- got to think that Tommy Lloyd threw some notes to Mark Few from his tournament battle last year with TCU. I lean towards the Zags. I'm sure he gave notes, but TCU also knows they can compete with this uh, this mm-hmm. style of team that sure. loves to run, play through big men inside. I don't know. I, I, the total being bet down obviously makes sense given the trends here, but this is one where I don't think either team's going to pump the brakes at all. Like They're both willing to run. Yeah. The fact that they have a willing dance partner should speed the game up. So again, I'm not recommending betting it over, but if you bet the underbet, it's smaller, that kind of thing, or, or maybe just sit that one out. 
Yeah, TCU's been way better in transition than they have in the half court, so slowing them down makes sense because Zach's not going to do that. I think Baugh's kind of a matchup problem here. I don't love, because uh, I think Salas probably goes on Miles, and then uh, you don't have anybody for Baugh. The perimeter defense with bigger driving guards has always been Gonzaga's like, kind of kryptonite, so I think Baugh getting downhill could be an issue, but you don't have to guard the three-point line. So if Gonzaga mm-hmm. plays more compact, then TCU could have real issues. Yeah, I was just looking at last year, right? Arizona, the famous overtime loss that, you know, ended the Horned Frogs run. You know, Arizona's kind of Gonzaga light, not to disrespect Arizona. It's actually just a oh, good, true. you know, Tommy Lloyd, the system that they run, similar to what Few does. And that game played to 82 possessions in overtime, Jim. I know that's inflated because of overtime, but so that was a very fast game. So I'm like you. I am on the under in this one, um, but I do not feel good about it because I think that pace will be frenetic for sure. Before we rehash bet. Best bets, or as they were called yesterday, bets, bets, bets. Today's episode is presented by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play college basketball. Pick them where you can win real cash prizes simply by picking player stats in this weekend's game. And pick them, all you do is pick whether a player will go higher or lower on the directed totals. That's points, rebounds, whatever stat of your choosing. If you're like me and you think TJD, for example, goes completely bananas today, just go over. It's not a, you know, not a really a highbrow concept there. We can all figure that out. Um, but you can win 20 times your money on a single game. You can parlay those together, roll those together, and like the picks portfolio of sorts. Awesome stuff. Your underdog's cool, slick mobile app is dummy proof. So even glasses McGee over here can figure out how to use it. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Use the code FIELD to get 100% deposit match up to $100. Get in on the March Madness now. And that concludes the madness of our show. But I'd like to get some questions in the chat if they come in. We'll get some relax. <sighs> Has anyone in the chat asked questions like how, how we're doing? How's would you life? like to hear? Do you have a breakdown of Wisconsin versus Liberty? The chat is curious mm, about that. Game. Are they doing the NIT CBI stuff again? I thought we told them last year we you, don't do that. Brought this on yourself, I Mr. I, I want chat questions. I did. I'm sorry. All right, chat. So take your CBI and NIT questions and you know take out. How is TCU going to guard your tinny, Matt? That's that's a question from chat. Kai, they're not. Yeah. Doubling, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> gonna be gonna have to play more Xavier Cork, which does hurt the offense a little bit. Anyway, we'll yeah, Cork's been exposed against high caliber comedy. It's a good point. That's a problem. I mean, again, I think the over could be the uh, the play there. All right, yeah. As Kai's alluding to, let's get to best bets here and sign off, and we can all watch some real life action. Kai, you are on what? I am on Creighton plus one. The Blue Jays go Blue Jays. Marquette minus three, and Marquette Michigan State under one forty for me. That's all we have. Thank you. Good luck this week. We'll be back this week. I don't know when. I we don't know probably when. Probably Thursday morning talking about the uh, the Sweet 16 games. Okay. Well, hey, that's probably right. But if it's not, just look at the Twitter. That's at 3MW underscore CBB, and we will be posting that schedule. So we'll confirm that. Again, good luck, and go Owls and Hoosiers.